You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome everyone. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of The Dev Method for Goal Setting Simplified. And every week I bring together three friends to jump into the special topic. And then on Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of The Dev Show on the Marketing Podcast Network. So whether you're watching us live or the replay or listening to us, we are glad you're here and in today's case, choosing your marketing goals. I've got a wonderful panel today, like like friends. It's like, hey, friends, let's hang out. No time to hang out? Okay, <laughs> come be on my show. So um, I'm thrilled to have with me Jennifer Ballard, who is now working for Motivating the Masses. We've been friends forever and ever because we work together in social media land. So really excited to have you here, Jen. Also, Winona, you know, Am I going to mispronounce your name because you are. you're not even letting me cheat? It, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? It's Gavilio. 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 Thank you. Thank you for being here. And we just met a couple weeks ago, weeks, months. Um, but, you know, networking people find other networking people. And we are definitely of that realm. So really happy to have you here. And also my friend April Woodcock is here. So we've got mostly Californians and April is representing the East Coast today. Uh, Really, and you are all like marketing. You all love marketing, right? Which is what we're talking about. And it's really important because (laughs) if no one knows you have a business, you have no business. So Really thrilled to dive into the topic. I would love to, before we jump in, to have you each introduce yourselves. So, Jen, please share who you are, why you're here, um, and why you love this topic. Okay. Hi. I am Jennifer Ballard. I'm currently working for Motivating the Masses, which is the company behind motivational, transformational speaker Lisa Nichols. Look at us. She's awesome. (laughs) I just started at this uh, company about two months ago, um, prior, I'm what I'm doing here is I am the brand partnerships strategist. So everything related to partnerships, affiliate marketing, um, interviews that Lisa's asked to do, I'm the go-to person for all that stuff. So um, it's really That's important to take advantage of. She's been in the field for 25 years. So for this company, marketing is super important in this role particularly. Because there's a lot of synergy that can be had between friends of Lisa, you know, other speakers, people she's who's who've been in her audience for years, you know, all the past 25 years since she's been speaking. 
um, we really want to take advantage of the relationships and develop and maintain the relationships that she has worked so hard to build over her career. And that's what I'm here to do. So, yeah. So, so much fun. And I always say you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. Let's be each other's people, which is a big reason why I do this show, because it's also an opportunity for you all to connect with each other and everybody to learn. So really excited to have you here and congrats on the new gig. You obviously you. love it. Yay. Yeah, it's great. Winona, welcome, welcome. Hi, hi. My name is Winona with UK USA Marketing, and uh, I have been in some form of marketing for the past 30 years. Started out when I was in um, a middle school teacher in LA County. And dude, you are like, you are marketing every hour because they switch and it's, you know, it's a new group of kids and why do they want to learn what it is you're trying to teach them? Um, so I took all of that kind of like psychology background and I've applied it to how to help business owners say the right thing the right way so that US consumers want their services, want their products, uh, because you really have to get into who is your ideal client, uh, where do they eat, where do they shop, uh, what movies do they watch, and then you, almost like you have the, the answers to the test before you go in and you speak to your audience. So the reason that I'm here is because, Deborah, you asked me so politely, could you come and share your knowledge? And I said, yes, because I love to help people. So thanks for having me. Now, before we jump on to April, I, I know the story, but what is UK to USA? Because I love you found this little niche. So the pandemic happened. and We, we noticed. Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> and um, I was uh, with a digital marketing company in outside sales and per- Prior to the shutdown happening, I was going to in-person ex- to uh, networking events. Well, everything was a networking event for me because I just turned it into one. And um, all of my leads dried up. So I went to an online networking group. It was 7 o'clock in the morning. <sighs> Gas. But, you know, for people who are on the East Coast or anywhere else, it was much later. And I met a gal from the UK and we just hit it off like sisters from another mister. Um, I don't know if we were really missing human contact at that time, but we ended up chatting four or five times a month. Um, She was a business coach. She loves to help people as well. So she was trying to figure out how I could have my own business. And we talked about like what I was good at doing what I love doing and and she had me go over some um free Saturday morning workshop that nobody was signing up for her in in her area and so I went through and told her all the things to change and then she said oh by the way there's this event coming up in um Northern California could you go be my bird dog could you go be my eyes and ears and network for me I mean like a spy that is so cool so um (laughs) half of my people are in the UK and half of my people are in the U.S. I always tell people, you know, if you want to go to events and want to make, get more out of it, you call me. If you don't want to go to the events, you call Winona. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's really all about that, that connection and helping, you know, get other people's message out there, which is what marketing is all about. Sometimes it's your message. Sometimes it's someone else's. So April, good to see you. Good to Thanks see for, you guys. Too. Thank you so much for, for having me. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm really excited. Um, so my name is April Woodcock, uh, April Heavens Woodcock. Um, and I have a marketing agency here in Connecticut with my husband, Kevin. We've been um, working with small to medium sized businesses for the past 18 years in this business. We're like serial entrepreneurs, um, but this is our by far most favorite business um, in part because we get to help other business owners and their success, right? So we love digital marketing. Um, I um, I love to help businesses um, and business owners learn how to use the tools that they need to be successful. That's really kind of, um, I always kind of uh, practice, practice what I pe preach in this sense where I feel like it's really important for business owners to have an understanding of the tools that they need before they hire somebody. And I, you know, I absolutely, um, businesses as they need to grow, definitely need to add vendors and employees to their realm, but they really do need to have an understanding of how to use some of these tools. Um, and I have the opportunity not only to um, serve and train many small businesses on social media, um, email marketing, marketing automation, that's kind of our premise, our background is marketing automation and email. Um, but I also get to work with cool people like Steve Dotto and his community and do trainings for them as well. Um, as well as some other um, social media influencers in the field, which has been a great opportunity for me to learn. So I'm always learning and I love to share that with everybody. So sharing is caring is my motto. So uh, that's a little bit about what I do. It, and it's great. So you get to, be, you have your own community and business, but because of what you do, and we know each other through Steve Dotto, also kind of sort of through our friend Vivica Von Rosen. So in that social media realm, it's, Everybody knows things, but I always say the secret to social media is there is no secret. You just have to keep trying and figuring out what works. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think one of the biggest, one of the things that I love so much about um, marketing and you were talking about networking and kind of how you and Winona met and um, Jennifer, and we were talking about social media marketing world is that I feel like so I'm going to be a little bit biased here, but I feel like marketers are just so friendly. Like we're always eager to like share and meet people and, you know, learn about what other people are doing to help other people be better at what they're doing. So I, I you know, I am very uh, passionate about helping others and I love what I do. Um, I get so excited and I'm very excited about analytics too, how you get to see the analytics and how actually what you do. Put it, puts it into play and it's actually working, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and it's true. And when you love what you do, it shows. When you don't love what you do, it really shows. So why not do the things that you love and share the knowledge, share the wealth? So everybody does better, is better, gets their message out there. And sure. another one of, one of my big <laughs> little pedestal-y things is, oh, goodness, where did I go? I really had a point. Foundation. You know, so DEV method, D stands for determine your mission because you can't get what you want unless you know what that is. And when you know who you're all about, everything stems from that. So it starts with what you have to offer the world. Then you take that message, spread it around and use the tools and the networks. You know, and it sounds so easy, but marketing, I feel like I just described marketing in like 30 seconds. Marketing is, well, what is marketing? I know my answer. Let's hear from you all. April, how do you define marketing? Well, I feel like it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So I feel like in some levels that, um, how would I describe marketing? I guess I would describe it as... Um, you 
I knew I was going to ask this question. <laughs> like, like you had to put me on the spot first. So, um, you know, I think I would define marketing more as, um, you know, I think a lot, I think marketing from traditional to now has really changed. So marketing is about being human, right? And sharing your story and, um, you know, sharing your, sharing your skills with others. So like, um, you know, um, Jennifer is working for somebody that's a motivational speaker. Like she is her brand, right. Which is, uh, mm -hmm. which is awesome. But I feel yeah. like marketing is a place for you to really, um, share who you are, share your expertise with others. Um, but I also think that when you're marketing, one of the biggest challenges that I find in working with businesses is really getting them to see their niche, right? And like kind of focusing on not the masses that I can help everybody, but kind of dialing into who I can actually help. So I think marketing is really about um, humanizing who you are and telling your story at the end of the day, because people do business with who, who they know, like, and trust. And I know that's a commonality and something everyone says. But I think um, I think that's truth. I think that's really, you know, in working with um, a community with Dotto Tech, one of the biggest things that I find is when business owners are willing to open up themselves and share a little bit about they don't share everything. You don't have to be share your whole inside. Um, but when they're willing to go a little bit outside of their comfort zone, they have so much more success. And, and so it's kind of my thought on that. <laughs> Well, and you, you dove into a question that I will get to, which is what is the biggest challenge marketers face? So we're going to put a pin in that because it's true The the knit, what do they say? The niches and the riches. It's not about what you know, it's who you serve. So I'm really glad you brought that up. But back to the question at hand, Winona, how do you define marketing? It's a dance. It's, it's a dance between you and your prospect uh, and your happy clients that you have. Um, your partners are going to come in and out. You're not going to be with the same people from the inception of your business to the time that you sell it and retire. Uh, you, it, it's up to you to, to find out who do you like to dance with the best? Who, who makes you happy when you're out there on that floor? And who, what other partners do you want to have who are like that? So, um, I've, I tell my clients that it's not about being one option of many to serve everyone. It's being the only option for a few people and then a few more people and then a few more people. And the coverage that you get when you do that is so much better because those folks are, are just thrilled because you filled whatever void they were missing in their lives, be it. Um, insurance or bookkeeping or, you know, the best dry cleaning. It's you served them because they had a specific need and you need to be specific as well. That's the best thing I could say. It's a dance. You're just dancing. Dancing. One of my favorite things. Also, I happen to know one of Jen's favorite things. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who also happens to be a UJM dance instructor. So, Jen, agree, disagree, and what to you is marketing? I'm hearing a common theme here, and it plays right into what I was going to say, which is marketing to me is making the connection. So as everyone said, finding the right person for the, the need that they have and the product you have to serve them or the service. Um, 
with the right message that will speak to them when they need it um, by the right means, you know, being able to find the right person with the right message and uh, at the right time. Okay. So the right <laughs> I person- used to say back uh, April, you alluded to, um, you know, old school marketing versus newer, you know, digital marketing back in the pre-digital days, I used to say, well, you have the salespeople and they do the sale <laughs> and the marketing so- people provide the tools for that. Yeah. Yep. And exactly. that was a nice, easy way to kind of distinguish. But now with digital, the lines are so blurred. It's, it's, you know, everybody's doing everything. And I think marketers real skill is to make those connections, like making sure you're finding the right audience with the right message at the right time on the right channel. Agreed. Agreed. I actually have a great slide from a, um, a presentation that kind of flips the funnel, right? So like old mar- old kind of traditional is really about prospects, prospects, right? Yeah. Kind of getting people in the door and new age marketing, even though it's not as new age anymore, but it's really about retaining those clients and creating those brand ambassadors and making much more loyal fans to what we do. And I think that's part of our job as marketers, right? Is to make sure that we're helping businesses dot their I's and cross their T's to make sure that they're staying in touch with the um, with their potential clients and clients because those are the people that are going to yeah. keep bringing in the business for them. Right. That's my entire new job. <laughs> there you go. See? Partnership. <laughs> you know, they found right, that right. existing marketing department prior to my joining them, um, you know, the partnerships were getting neglected and weren't being um, nurtured enough. And so those, those people who went way back with our, you know, CEO, you know, were feeling neglected. And, you know, my boss said, we're leaving money on the table. Um, So they hired me specifically, they created this position to nurture relationships and make sure that we maintained them and and grew them. So yeah, they certainly picked the right person for that. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess if you think about it too, so like when I talk with a business, one of the things that I, I, I typically start with is more of what they're doing now, like their systems, kind of their, what systems are you using? What are you, what are you using? Because then I feel like it's kind of from the inside out when you're building a marketing strategy. And that's how I start because I think that's how I I look at the data. I look at those things before then I can say, okay, well, let's make a strategy on um, your list building from here. So we know that you have these things in place. So because I feel like if you don't know, well, for me and what I do, I feel like if I don't know what's going on behind the door, it's hard for me to help get people in the door. Winona, you want to chime in? I do know for a fact that marketing is not one size fits all. Um, The one thing that I would caution folks on is that your marketing has to cover multiple areas. So you need to have a digital presence. You need to have a beautiful website that is user friendly. I won't even work with clients and go represent them at trade shows unless their site is beautiful because I'm putting my reputation on the line with their stuff. Uh, so in addition to digital, you also need to have a networking component where either you or someone else that works for you is going out and going to the grand openings for businesses or things that are the Chamber of Commerce or maybe B&I, legit, something like that, where it's, you know, person to person. There also needs to be a portion that is print. What? Gasp. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're cutting down trees. However, you need to have maybe it's a business card. 
I have a digital business card. But besides that, something that you can, people need to touch. Um, and then in addition to that, it's where are you in the community? Where, how are you volunteering? So like if you've got all four of those and like April was talking about telling your story, what sets you apart from everybody else, it's going to happen. It might take time because maybe your particular business is one of those niches that is so obscure that you only can help three people a year, but those people are really, really helped. Um, be patient. Yeah. Oh, I, I think the answer to what is the biggest challenge marketers have, I think patience is actually the answer to that. <laughs> Thoughts? Or do you have, I, I know April was talking before about finding the niche is a challenge, but I guess I will let you all answer my questions instead of me answering them. Jen, what do you think is the biggest challenge people have with marketing? The biggest challenge. Um, yeah, I would say I would agree with everything that you've said, narrowing it down and not trying to just be everything to everyone because then you won't be anything to anyone. Um, that came from The Incredibles, actually. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movies. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, you have to know who you are and what your offer is. And then find the people who want that. I think it was Winona who was talking about, you, you know, you just need a few. You just need the right people. Um, so you don't want to put it, be too broad. Because then you won't mean anything to those people who want the specific thing. You need to be that specific thing and find the people who are looking for that specific thing that you have. So that's the biggest challenge. Is, and I guess that's exactly what April said. It's finding your niche. April, do you want to add to that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things, you know, that I, I do also think when you're finding your niche is that it can be fluid, right? Things change over mm -hmm. time. And I think that's one of the biggest things with, you know, like if you're thinking of your marketing strategy, um, you also need to be flexible because I've talked with business owners that are like, no, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. But for whatever reason, it's just, you know, you can set up a strategy, but you look at kind of the SEO, you look at a whole bunch of parameters and you're like, this is too narrow or I get this, but, you know, and, and I can even use our own business as an example is that, you know, um, in the beginning, when I first started, I was like, I can help everybody. I was totally that person. I'm like, I can help every business. I can't help every business. And for whatever reason, over time, um, so kind of on my husband's side of our business, we have gravitated towards much more in the healthcare field. So like chiropractors and nothing that we would ever have said that that was the case when we first started. Like, I don't, you know, so, um, I think as you kind of dial into your niche, you have to kind of, um, I think that it's great to narrow it, but I also think the businesses need to understand that it, it, you, it needs to be a little bit flexible and things change. So like 17 years ago to, you know, now in 2023, my, my target audience and my niche is definitely a little bit different. Plus I'm older. I'm a lot more, uh, let's see, um, refined in my thoughts and perspective. I've learned a lot. So I'm, I'm more like, now I know more of what I like to do, you know? So I'm like, I want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. I'd rather give this to somebody that likes doing that. But um, so dialing in on your niche, I think is, is super important. Um, I actually like to start with um, when I talk to people that aren't sure, I like to kind of just do 
um, you know, a simple brain dump of just like their thoughts. Well, what do you want to do? Like, let's talk about what you want to do. How do you want to help people? Like, who do you think you serve? And then, um, and then we kind of help them dial it in from there. The other thing too, is that I think when people try to niche down, um, and I, it isn't very important. I think sometimes, um, business owners don't look at the perspective of what people are looking for, for their service. They're looking at it from what their perspective is. Right. So like, I'm like, Oh, um, somebody's going to search how to build a Facebook page. But if I asked like a new business owner, they might say, no, I, I want to put getting started with a Facebook. So their perspective is different. So I try to really like when you're working on niches, look at kind of the whole piece of helping narrow it down. But I, niching is absolutely, it helps in so many ways of targeting people from your website content, to your blogging, to your social media posts. Um, um, but I think sometimes either businesses are fearful of it, niching down too much, or they're too dialed in. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would either extreme would be really, really a big challenge. And, and I like, I tell people, you don't just want your mission statement, you want that model, you want that tagline. And that when you have that, that can be your guiding light. So everything that you do is in alignment. It also helps you move forward. So and I also, I had someone the other day, someone said, I do like five things and people keep telling me to pick one. And I said, well, if you're really into all of the five things, you don't need one niche. You just need a bigger umbrella under which you can put the different things that you're very passionate about. So in some cases, the chicken soup, um, there <laughs> kitchen sink, that's it. <laughs> Always about food with me. The chicken stink <laughs> theory. Um, if it makes sense, especially for personal brands, I think that makes sense. But also um, when we're looking at the bigger picture, what is it you do and who do you help? Mm -hmm. That's the starting point. Yeah. Winona, any other thoughts on <clears throat> the challenges and how to fix them? Oh. <laughs> See, you're asking like the biggest loaded question of what, what are the challenges and how can you just fix them? There's no magic wand. Um, the, though, okay, sure. The biggest thing is time because all of marketing, all of it, 100% is testing. What works today may not work tomorrow or next month or next year. Um, and as April was talking about, your target and your services may change to adapt to the targets that you like working with. So the marketing that you were doing for the folks who um, are, you know, a super type A personality and have all of their ducks in a row and their schedule is made three weeks in advance, that's going to be different. If now your target is the people who are much more fluid and they kind of go where the wind blows them because that's how they know they can get the best experiences. So you, it's all different. It's not like it's, but it is time, hundred percent time because you have to look at where, where is the efficacy of the money that you're spending in these different areas. Um, I've always told my clients that if you want, if you want prospects right now, then you need to do ads, paid ads, um, Google, Facebook, wherever. But if you're looking for clients in the long term, then it's all about SEO and the relationships that you create with people 
person to person. But if you want to stay in business, you got to do everything. You can't just, you can't just, I want, I only want prospects right now because it takes time for the algorithm to figure out well, what prospects do you really want? Because I'm going to give you, you know, 500 of them and then you have to contact everyone and tell them that's not exactly what we do. So it's all time. Yeah. It goes back to what we were saying before. What is the marketer's biggest challenge is probably patience because you have to wait. You don't know, right? <laughs> well, and I think you bring up a great point because one of the things that um, as I've become seasoned over the years, um, I feel like one of the things too is that when we're working with clients is that we set an expectation that it's not, you know, you're not going to get miracles in 30 days. That it's, you know, and we don't typically when we retain a client, we don't typically retain them for under six months if it's something where it's like a management of some of their digital marketing, just because even from an analytics and data point of view, it's very hard to, you know, um, help look at metrics and then make suggestions to make it better, right? So especially if they're starting from square one, or they haven't sent an email in eons or whatever it is. And then social media, obviously, as all of us know, it's, it's, that is definitely a slow turtle race to, you know, you're competing with so many other people. Um, you, you have to, you know, it's not a set it and forget it kind of thing. It takes a little bit of work to get what you want from it in terms of that ROI return on investment. So. And the fact that it's constantly changing. Yes. I mean, the platforms change all the time. Yeah. I, I, my last prior job (laughs) That's what we did. We trained people on social media and it was constantly changing. So we were, we constantly Mm -hmm. had things new to teach people. So, and I think even now too, the platform, I think, what did I say? Someone posted today. Oh no, not another social media platform. I didn't even look at it because it was a route hole that I don't need. Right. It's like a shiny penny, right? You're like, Oh, let's jump over here. Let's jump over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's the whole shiny object syndrome. It is a thing. And, you know, I play favorites. This is live streamed to YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook. So if you're watching this live, thank you. Thank you. If you're watching the replay, also thank you. And those are my main things. You know, yes, I don't, I can't even remember the last time I was on Clubhouse. I'm not doing Twitter anymore because there's too much toxicity. You, you just, oh, and I do a little Instagram, but you need to play favorites because especially for small businesses, you can't be all things to all people. You need to find where your clients are, but also where do you thrive? What content do you want to create to get out there? So let's play favorites. What is your favorite content to create and where do you like, where do you reside most of the time? Hmm. That's a tough one. So, um, I know they're all tough questions, but marketing, not the case. So my favorite, my favorite place is Facebook communities, to be honest. So mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I feel like, so I like Facebook. I like Instagram. I, well, I actually am definitely an Instagram stalker. Like I love stories and I love all that. I don't post as much on it, but I am definitely a lurker. So if you know me and you're watching, I'm lurking and I'm watching you. 
but, um, but I really love Facebook communities probably the best. And I know that's not necessarily, so I like it because it personalizes the connections. And I feel like people, especially since COVID, um, people get involved in communities and share a lot more than they would share on a social post. Now, obviously that takes work because you have to get people there and all of that. So, um, but that would be my most favorite thing that I use on social media. I do like LinkedIn a lot. I don't use it as much as I would like to. Um, but I know that LinkedIn with a little bit of uh, magic fairy posting of just some, some common interests, you can have great conversations there that are like we're having tonight, you know, like you can have really great mm-hmm. conversations. So that's what I love about LinkedIn and um, so those are my kind of two things. And I'm a lurker on TikTok, but now I'm not. I actually have deleted the app because of all the all the stuff going on there. So <laughs> I agree on and I deleted my TikTok as well for for that reason. There there are too many, I think, safer options yes. to to be putting stakes in places where you're uncomfortable. That's you know my little soapboxy thing. Um, my Facebook community, which is right on online, it's got a different post every day for goal setting, productivity, and community for that aspect because you never know who you're going to meet and what connections are going to be made within threads. And absolutely regarding LinkedIn because that's you're building a business. If you don't have a, even some sort of LinkedIn presence, you're completely missing out. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, my uh, I I use LinkedIn as a tool for my business because when I ask my clients to look at the list of vendors that are going to be at this upcoming conference or expo, and I have them narrow down to the five people that they absolute or the five businesses they absolutely want me to talk with. I use LinkedIn to then go research that company and see who's working there. Who do I think is going to be there? And then go to that person's feed and then see what did they post about recently? Were they all upset about the Super Bowl or is their kid, you know, getting into uh, USC or um, were they really bummed about, uh, they put some quote about the Lorax and, and I put that into a spreadsheet so that when I go and I talk to these folks, Mm -hmm. I almost have a script of what I'm going to weave into my conversation so that I can have this uh, sense of, I already know you. I'm, I'm comfortable talking to you. So when you give me a suggestion of, you know, have you ever thought about having a, a video that's kind of like an explainer video behind you in your booth? Oh, no, you haven't? Well, let me connect you with a dear friend of mine. You don't know it, but my dear friend is also paying me to be here. But that's beside the point, um, you know. And, and yes, so I I use LinkedIn. Um, that puts me at like superhero status instead of just I'm blindly walking around on the floor, going from booth to booth, picking up the tchotchkes and filling my bag. No, I'm there with a purpose, and uh, so I use it as a tool, but. I don't post on there. I'm more of a lurker like April is, truth be told. What about so, you? I thought I saw a cape there, Winona. Your superhero status. I thought I noticed a cape there behind there. <laughs> so Jennifer, when you play um, favorites. I still like Facebook. 
I like Facebook because it's where I have been the longest and have built the most people. I don't use it a lot for business. I don't have my own business. So, um, but I like it because it's got so many different things. It's got the sense of community. Um, and I would agree also that um, TikTok is a lot of fun. I was doing that for a long time because I like the dancing and <laughs> music. But yeah, no, we can't anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I still put a lot of stuff on Facebook, both for my uh, dance instruction, personal stuff, um, you know, some business stuff. And yeah, it's, it's think, got the groups, it's got the community, you know, everything. I think one of the hardest things for me as a marketer, and I don't know how about you ladies, but I'm very busy working in my business. So I'm definitely the cobbler in the cobbler's house. I don't always keep yeah. up to date on my things as well as I should. There's times where I'm really on it and I have like great posts and I've really thought out this, but I'm so busy working with clients that I, I tend to, I'm, I, I'm terrible. So like, don't go to my Facebook page today. Like, don't go to my LinkedIn yeah. profile today. <laughs> you know, um, and the funny, the ironic part, I don't know about you guys, but um, you know, family and friends are always like, well, you're always on Facebook or you're always on here. I'm like, I am, but I'm working. Like I'm, it's not right. You know, like, so when I say I'm lurking, that's usually those stories that, I, and if you, you know, it's embarrassing. Well, I don't think it's embarrassing, but my kids are embarrassed because it's all about dogs. They're, my mother, my kids are like, why are you looking you look at sad things? You look at all these things. I'll be like, isn't this sad? Isn't this cute? Like, they're like, this is what you do with your free time. I was like, it brings me joy. <laughs> so other people's, whether it's intentional marketing or not, but things that they're putting out into the world are reaching you. You're connecting with it and you're engaging. So that's really yeah. a good example from the other end. You want to do, you want your content to have the yeah. April response. Sure. Send me anything dog related and I'm on it. And if you have a short hair pointer, Australian shepherd or a pit, um, pit rescue, I'm your gal. <laughs> So what is that first step? I mean, we've talked about a lot of things. And if you're listening, you're like, and your head is exploding. I'm so sorry. So let's just dial it back a little bit. What is something, uh, and we'll do goals in a moment, but what what's the starting point? If someone needs a marketing refresh, what can they do to really find that focus and create content that gets responses that that you want makes those connections. Deborah, I tell my clients that they need to reach out to their favorite customers, their favorite clients that they have right now and ask, Hey, what's going on in your life? Um, how have things changed since you and I have worked together? Um, and then could you think back in time what are the things that you were thinking about that led you to come work with me? Um, I'm, I'm doing this. I'd really appreciate your help on this because I can't, I can't get into your head unless you share. And then use those words that you just got from that person. And those are your key words. Those are the things that you're putting on your website, on your social media posts, on the Google ads that you have. Because you're speaking the language of the people. Wow, that sounds so cool. Speaking the language of the people. <laughs> I know. It's so <laughs> diplomatic. I love it. 
The so, company I used to work for did an annual survey every January. They'd reach out, they'd send it to their whole mailing list. Hey, we're taking a, a, a picture of our industry and our business mm-hmm. um, for the year. And they had, you know, a survey monkey link and would compile the results and then produce um, a report on what marketers are doing um, or planning to do. You know, we had questions on what do you use, what works, what's mm-hmm. effective, what isn't working so well, what are you planning to use more of or less of in the next year? And so it's the same thing. It's not um, calling them, but it was sending out a survey and then compiling the results. And then we use that as content as our lead magnet for the year was the results, the report that we put together with the results. So yeah. Surveying the customers is definitely key, uh, a key thing to getting started or to renewing mm-hmm. your marketing. I, I think I like a- that. I, I like it also from the aspect of it's another way to position yourself as an expert in the marketplace. So, yes. and, and I use in your goal guide, I sent out a goal survey so I could include examples and really know that I was speaking to the people who needed me. So to find out how they felt about goals and what goals were important to them. So it's not just a way of creating that marketing content, but it's another way to um, uplift yourself as that expert. Mm -hmm. Exactly. April, do you have two cents or a nickel to put into the, this first step? I always have two cents. So you want 10, 20? <laughs> Let's start um, with four. Okay. Um, well, so I think, you know, if I'm, so I love um, definitely surveying um, current clients. I think from a kind of a tool perspective, I'll talk kind of, if you're looking to start with a tool, I think the first thing that businesses should always take a look at is their website first. Cause We talk about social media, we talk about all these things, but it's rented real estate at the end of the day, right? So um, even though I love, like I said, Facebook groups, Facebook groups ultimately could go away, right? They're always Mm -hmm. changing all of that. But I think it's always your website, even though you pay a GoDaddy or a HostGator, um, but the website is yours. Like you can create your WordPress website. Obviously, if you're using a pay service, you're paying. And once you stop paying, it goes away. But that website really is the hub of your business. That's where you're going to drive traffic to if you're going to write blog posts, content. Even your content that you're posting on social media should, a good amount of it should drive back to your website, content that you're creating there, because that's your um, that's your hub. The other thing that I think is really um, a good thing to take a look at is your competitors. I'm always I always encourage businesses to look at competitors in the marketplace because that also kind of puts um, kind of some aha of maybe where you could start. Right. Because if you know that X, Y and Z is doing this, maybe you know that you're better skilled at doing this and this is where you want to focus your energy on. So I think and, and honestly, I think competitive analysis should be done regularly for businesses. We do it. We look at our competitors. We look at what they're doing. Um and if you're a little bit competitive, like I can be, you know, you're always like, oh, I can do this better. I can, And then it triggers ideas on too to have to be more effective. But I think sometimes it also, um, especially if you're a new business just getting started and you don't know where to start, it's always helpful to look at kind of um, what other people are doing. So that's my four plus times 10 cents. <laughs> Amazing. And, and I, I just have to reiterate 
my first starting point from everything is what is your mission? You know, what are you all about? What is your business about? But even more importantly, how do you help? So it's not when your your business is about helping other people and finding the way to highlight that what drives you and what makes you unique. And then you you shrink it down into a fun little motto. So mine is goal setting simplified. So everything that I create is with that theory in mind that changing your life is challenging enough. The instructions need to be easy. So I made them really easy. So whatever it is you're building, know thyself first. Definitely the starting point. <laughs> so where do people go from here? What we've talked about first steps. Now let's talk about like jazzing up the marketing. What is something fun, interesting, and unique that people can do to breathe new life into their marketing? April. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I think there's some simple things to, so if you already have some, um, you know, if you have your blog already established, if you have your social media already established, um, that fun-loving free tool Canva can really add some great visual life to any of your marketing, right? I feel like um, they have the free and they have the pro, um, but Canva has become such a go-to um for me, but I also for clients that I serve and businesses that I work with, because I think, um, first of all, I want to definitely clarify graphic designers are still needed for those logos and certain elements. Mm -hmm. But I know that from like a do it yourself or on a small budget, it's a great way to put some great visuals together with these templates to put some polish on your business and take it up a next level. So I think that's a great place to kind of do a refresh, take a look at your cover photos. You should be updating those regularly anyways. I bet I guarantee that out of 10 people, 10 businesses, only maybe two update it regularly. They forget about it, right? It's kind of that it's sitting there. So that's a great way to just um, polish it. Your LinkedIn profile, take a look at that and add some new images. Go get a new headshot. That's always a good thing. I don't know. Mine, mine, I had dark hair. Now I'm semi-blonde, which every time I look at it, I was like, I need a new headshot. I need some fresh polish. <laughs> I, I love all of those. And thank you for the reminder because my new podcast, His Was With Deb, starts Wednesday. So I have to add it to my header. So I appreciate <laughs> the reminder. And, and I do love Canva. So all the graphics that I use, whether they're, they're the thumbnails that I use for this and also the photos... They all come from Canva because especially in, and believe me, I'm no expert on visuals, but once you have which photo you use for uh, the blog post and which one you use to introduce your, your live stream this week, once you have them, then you just start updating them. So think about that theme. And I, I, like I said before, I am not a graphics person. So thank goodness for Canva underlying and they have a really good help menu too so don't ever be afraid if you're just getting you know i use the example of my partner my husband who is so graphically inept (laughs) he can even create some good graphics for a blog post so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's not his way of thinking he he, like he's very good at what he does but that creative kind of oh the visual so canva is a great tool for anyone i feel like um, and, and so we've got Pam Barraway who's watching live and her team uses Canva to publish mm-hmm. <laughs> a monthly newsletter. And then the other point bef- before we move forward that she brought up, remember Google Plus. 
it's a complete lesson in why you should never put all your hopes and dreams on a social network that can yes. go away. Well, Blab, remember Blab? Here we are. Blab. It's kind of like Blab. Blab was great. It's so sad. Yeah. That's like one of the saddest demises of a platform, though. Blab was really great. Everybody <laughs> loved Blab. Yeah. I, just poof, it was gone. And Meerkat. I was going to say Meerkat. And so my second book, right on blogging, 51 Tips to Create, Write, and Promote Your Blog, I think Blab and Meerkat both went away like one or two days before my book. And, and I saw published, so it was fine, but I'm like making corrections. Periscope? Periscope wasn't that Periscope. one? That was, yep, yep. That, that was, was like, the Twitter one. Yeah, Meerkat yeah. and Periscope. Yeah, yeah. So Crazy. thank you, Pam, a really good example of why yes. it's good to have all of your content hosted someplace. Your website, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, right. So Winona, what is your jazz up marketing tip? So there's this African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So you really need to look at who are your experts, your gurus that are are doing, that are marketing for you? Does that mean that you've got good power partners that are in your same industry but don't compete with you? Mm -hmm. um, if so, go buy them a coffee or do something that shows that you appreciate and you love them because um, you're not spending enough time with them. You need to find out who are they chatting with this week? How can you help them together and vice versa? Um, also, look at, I know this sounds corny, but look at some of the mailers that are coming in your mailbox and open it up. Normally, mine goes to the recycle bin, but open it up and see which of those ads are really just popping out at you. And then why? And would you be willing to go and check out that person's website? Because again, April, you're so right. This is where people follow the breadcrumbs to figure out, are you legitimate? What's real? Um, how old is your site? Does it look like um, a, oh, what do you call that? A scrapbook? Does it, does it have that type of like old from the 1990s or is mm -hmm. it more recent? Um, and have then, a data errors written across it. I just encountered that one today. Like you, you need to update your Adobe Flash. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Or, no, that wasn't on my site. Mine's almost that bad, but no, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> or does it say, you know, this site is under construction? No, it's not. It's not. You don't say that. You don't don't have a placeholder. Like do something. Um, but yeah, figure out. What are your people seeing, your prospects, when they research you? Have a trusted friend go to your site. Um, is your, like April, you're talking about, is your LinkedIn page up to date? Is the link that you have on there the correct one or does it go to nothing? I can't tell you how many times I have like clicked on somebody's name and then it just says, sorry, there's nothing here. Nothing and I'm like, how is that possible? There are four so, and four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can, can I tell you my pet peeve? When people don't update the copyright on their website oh. and it says copyright 2015. <laughs> That's never okay. 
put it on the to-do list in January. <laughs> yes, every January you have to, and that's great, you know, annually or quarterly, do an audit of your website and your social presence to make sure mm -hmm. it's up to date. So Jen, what is your best tip for jazzing mm. up your marketing? You're going to say go well, dancing. I have to think of something unique that my friends here haven't said already. So I would say get your customers involved in your marketing. So collect testimonials, collect photos <laughs> when you have events, do video, um, you know, grab clips of videos um, with your customers, but uh, do case studies, interview them and make case studies. So, um, and so you can always show new applications and real world examples and happy customers on all different angles of your business, constantly be looking for the stories that your customers are telling about you and encourage them to tell the stories about you and publish those. So I, I like seeing testimonials. Yeah. <laughs> I no, think they're well, really I mean, effective. Uh, they definitely are. And I think people, you know, it goes, people do. I look at reviews. I won't buy, I mean, yes. I, well, unless I really have been conned into the marketing scheme of what they gave us, I'm really, I, I pay attention to reviews. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. I think many people do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's such great tips for starting and then getting into, and then, and then putting up the fun, zesty, spicy marketing that gets people excited about you. And I love that you all took that from a little different aspect. So what? let's give people some goals. So I would love for you all to gift a goal. So if someone listening to this or watching this does one thing from the conversation, what can they do that's going to really help their marketing, help spread the message of who they are, what they do, and how they help? Jen? You want to gift a goal first? Okay. <laughs> wow, pretty quick. Um, yes. Talk to your customers, whether it's a survey, whether it's calling them, whether it's an email, whether it's just reaching out. Um, that's what I have been doing with my new job is reaching out to the people on the list who I've never met, but you know, our friends of this company for years and years and years get to know your customers. So who can you talk to and in what order, you know, pick how, you know, set a time each day or each week that you want to talk to some customers, make a list, prioritize a list. Who do you want to talk to first and set a schedule to talk to some customers every week? I love it. Prioritizing this, making it a goal. Winona? Get out and network. Either that's in person or that's on online. You know, maybe you're on meetup.com and there's something that's hosted there. <clears throat> Look for people who do what you do, who are your competitors, but then also look for the folks who would be uh, in alliance with you and make that connection. Maybe you're just making one a week or one a month, but then turn that into a potential relationship instead of just, hey, thanks, it was so nice talking with you and here's my stuff. Don't do that, no, 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 no. Um, you want it to be a long-term investment instead of, like you were talking about, that it's a marathon, not a sprint. 
So go, go and talk to people. You cannot be an island unto yourself and succeed in your business. You need to have community. Absolutely. Because you can't reach your goals on your own. And, and I love it. I love setting networking goals. When you go to events, you can meet as many people as you want. But keep in mind, you know, make a list of like the top five that you want to go into deeper conversation with and develop those mm-hmm. relationships because that's that's where you succeed when you have people advocating for you and vice versa. So love it. Thanks, Winona. April, what goal do you want to gift? So I would say um, go to your website and pick one page that you're going to update in the next two weeks that you're going to update that content. You know that there's a page that's been at the back of your head, whether it be your about section, whether it be a service and set a date on the calendar that you're going to have it updated by and update that content. And that will, you know, Google loves fresh content. And also that'll put that kind of like little feeling like, Oh God, I haven't updated in a while to rest. And then I would honestly, I would continue down that road. If you haven't updated content on your website in a long time, um, uh, go and pick a page or go into your media library and pick some images and name them for SEO, you know, so just look at little fragments of your website. You have 10 minutes in a day, just go update something. Easy peasy. And when you put it that way, again, goal setting simplified, when you put it that way, it's like, Oh, I could do that. So <laughs> and I'm going to see your goal and raise it. Why can't you just update a page on your website a month? each month. Right. Well, and you know, if you think if you put it, if you start looking at it, like, and that's why I do, I do put stuff on my calendar for myself because it's my business, even though if I'm serving clients or whatever, um, you wouldn't miss an appointment with your A client. Don't miss an appointment for your business because obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, I think many businesses were very blessed in referrals and all of that. But sometimes when that referral engine stops for whatever reason, it could be the economy or whatever, you want to make sure that you do have a good footprint to your business and that you're not just depending on everyone else to get the word out there. So yes, that would be my absolutely <laughs> right. Because you're never starting, you never stop working on your business. You know, treat yourself and you, you tripped over one of my favorite things that when I, when I advise uh, for goal setting, you would not miss an appointment with a client. Why do you prioritize other people over yourself? No, you need to choose yourself, your goals and your business and find ways to prioritize your business development. And a huge part of that is marketing. So Yes, agree. Wonderful conversation. Before we wrap, friends, where can people find you, learn more about you? Jen? Well, uh, my new company website is www.motivatingthemasses.com. So come and check out everything that we're doing. And if you would like to um, become an affiliate, Partners at motivating or partners.motivatingthemasses.com. Great. Thank you, Jen. And Winona, where can people learn more about you? So you can scan this QR code and get to my uh, virtual 
business card, but you can also go to UK to usamarketing.com and you can even click on the thing that says book a chat. You and I can have a conversation and we can discuss where your marketing can go from here. Um, I like to talk to people. I talk to a lot of people every week. So talking is your friend and (laughs) and I see Jennifer has already scanned your QR code. And so you can see that on the video. And so if you're listening to, if you're listening to this as the podcast, (laughs) you can go to the devmethod.com slash blog for notes and links as well. And to see that beautiful QR code, which is on Winona's um, background. April, where can people learn more about you? Um, you can drop by my website, touching clients at touchingclients.com. As I said, I can be a little bit of a cobbler in the cobbler's house. The services are up to date. My blog, it needs a little bit of work. Um, or you're welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn, um, at April Woodcock. So I'd love to uh, connect with you and, um, let's be friends and collaborate. <laughs> Excellent. And as I just said, you can go to the devmethod.com slash blog to get the recaps from this and the other episodes. Um, or and learn more about me and your goals. You can grab your copy of your goal guide. And every Monday at 4 p.m., you can join the conversation live on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And just drop in and chat because we love when people come and, and connect, communicate. It's another way. It's another form of networking, right? Mm-hmm. And networking is part of marketing and marketing is what makes the world go round. And remember, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Before we wrap, uh, final thought, April? So I, you know, I think, I think you just, you just said it. I think, you know, one of the things um, is marketing doesn't happen overnight. You know, some of us always pray that, you know, I don't know about you, but I have, I own lots of domains and I have lots of great ideas and I'm hoping that one idea is going to go viral and be this mega hit and it's going to like my bank account's going to explode. But the reality is, as business owners, we know better, right? It takes a little bit of time. So, um, you know, reach out, network, ask questions. There's so many available trainings online. There's live shows like this where you can meet with people that are, you know, a Twitter expert or a website expert. There's so many things to learn. Um, And, you know, be kind to yourself. It takes time. That would be my, you know, that would be my uh, best advice that it does take time. Um, But you got this. You do. You've got, you've done a step. You've taken a step. You're tuning in. Absolutely. I love that. And so Jen, final thought? I think it's all about know who you are and what you're all about and know who your customer is and um, be focused, laser focused. Fantastic. And Winona? So along those same lines, sometimes I believe that um, as business owners, we need to take a break from the everyday ins and outs of what's going on and um, kind of zen out for a little bit and then figure out what's really, really, really important to me. Um, Is it spending more time with my family? If so, I should probably hire somebody else to do something that I don't like that that's been in my business. Um, so take those moments where you can breathe, meditate, go for a walk, swim, do something that is not your norm 
behind your computer attached to your cell phone where you are just able to think and well, I mean, you were talking about know thyself, but absolutely that's, that's what you need. It's like, take a moment. We don't do that in our fast paced lives enough. So, yeah. We don't. And it really is when it comes to it, it is all about the balance, which is why, you know, next week we're talking about boundaries. So it's not, it's business skills, but the skills alone are never going to get you where you need to go. You need to take the time. You need to defrag. You need to dance. You need to enjoy. You need to be your whole best you because when you are marketing, that is what you are showing to the world. Thank you again so much, Jennifer, Winona, and April for joining me today. And thank you whether you're watching or listening. Thank you for tuning in, choosing yourself and your goals. Going out there, go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.